Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. Welcome. So today we have Alicia Sulia on the show. Alicia is the founder of Salon Scale. She is a hairstylist, salon owner, turned technology company CEO. I can't even begin to tell you how impressed I am that Alicia has taken on such a huge mission and project in our industry, taking on pricing as a whole and changing the way that we price ourselves as hairstylists. I am so excited to dig in with her and change the way that the industry functions. She's a hairstylist that I know for sure is leaving this industry better than she found it. Alicia, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you more about the salon scale. I got mine in the mail last week and I've been playing with it and I've gotten so many DMs like, how does it work? I want to get it. Like, tell me more. And so I'm just really pumped to have you on and talk about how it can really change the way we we run our businesses. I'm so excited to share. As for the people that are listening that don't know, Salon Scale is a way to separate parts and labor in our in our industry. And I happen to go, have gone to Jiffy Lube and gotten my uh, oil change last week. So I, I have my Jiffy Lube receipt here. And I'd love to talk to you about you know, the parts component of what our business is and then the labor component as I look on with my Jiffy Lube receipt. Oh, I'd love that. Okay, cool. So tell us a little bit about what what is labor and what is part. So that's a great question. And I think it's one that our industry is needing now more than ever is a separation of them. So when we want to talk about them, parts, parts are anything that it costs your business to provide that service. So in our case, it's going to be colors, uh, the color, actual color, foils. Um, it, it can even go down to operational things like uh, uh, rent, the power, and whatnot. Um, but to simplify everything, parts, what does it cost me to do my service? How much product does it cost me to be able to perform the service? And that's where you want to really make sure that you're making sure that's covered every time. And then when we look into labor, labor is your time and your experience. So how much, how many years have you been in the industry? How much education have you had? Are you specialized? All those things factor in your labor cost. And then when you have your base labor price, all you have to do is a simple calculation, which is parts plus labor equals your price. This is how every salon in the future will operate, and I'm excited that Salon Scale can help separate the parts from the labor and allow you to make sure that your color is always being paid for. I love that. And as I look at my Jiffy Lube receipt, it says the parts was the oil filter was $16.99, and then some synthetic blend of oil was $26.36, and then the labor itself was $33, and with a grand total of $70.47. Amazing. Yeah. And so are you suggesting that people, as they're doing this, show their clients a receipt? Or are you saying that like, just knowing that that's the system and the method to the madness and not necessarily offering them a receipt? What is it? You know what? I think it depends on your comfortability. And if you're the type of business that 
that your your customers require a receipt. I think in our industry, um, we're one of those industries where a lot of our customers don't need the receipt, so they don't ask for it. However, um, I think transparency is the newest form of currency um, in building trust. And I believe if you want to have more trust and more loyalty with your customers, by being transparent, it's going to allow them to know what they're actually paying for when they come to see you. And there's nothing wrong if you're a $150 an hour stylist and it only was $3 worth of color. There's nothing wrong showing that. Basically, you're providing a service, which the labor costs that, and the parts were only $3. So I think transparency is the way to go, and I think that is definitely the way our industry needs to move. Um, And it allows the customer to just have a little bit more um, appreciation and understanding of the costs that go involved in doing that service. Yeah, and it sounds like it would be one of those things where you would have to have the confidence to just own what you're worth. Like, which is like, I know the worth word is like really being used a lot in our industry, but it takes a lot of confidence to be like, yeah, I'm $150 an hour stylist and just owning that and like stepping into all of who that is versus like hiding, you know, a little bit behind. Yeah, exactly. And I find um, there's so much more that goes involved in that. And if you are using the salon scale method and you're just charging the color and then the labor in that labor portion, you still have overhead costs. You still have like water power. You have all these operational expenses that are more of a fixed expense that go in there. And, um, and that takes that pricing down as well. So I, I honestly think your customers are used to this in every other industry. I've said this lots so They're They're yeah. so used to this. Just like you said, you went to Jiffy Lube and, you got a breakdown. They're used to this. And if anything, it just brings more clarity to what is happening. And then for the stylist, it's just kind of grasping our minds around change. I think sometimes it's hard, but at the end of the day, we didn't become hairstylists to just do this as a hobby. This is our careers and we are business providers and we need to take our business seriously. So we need to look at those numbers and we need to make sure we're charging um, or else this will just be a hobby for you, unfortunately. Yeah. And as far as, you know, like when I, when I look at when we're separating the parts and labor and like, there's a lot of people that are talking about going gratuity free and just charging for their time. And is this one of those things where you could do it either way? Or do you suggest that the actual labor cost include the entire amount? So what you're asking is just um, adding a gratuity into the labor. So it's just a one-time payment. Yeah. Is that something that's, you know, cause like there's been a lot of talk around that and that's something I'm interested in doing in the new year. So I was just wondering as far as, you know, how, how you've seen it, you know, utilized in the salons that you're in currently. So I think this is an, this is like everything, the more you obsess with your customers, the more you're going to win. So if you have a customer base that is having an issue and every time they come to the front, your customers are confused. They don't know what they're paying for. They don't know how much they should tip. Do they do a percentage? Do they do a flat fee? They're having the same issue when they get to the front. So if making it all included in one is going to make that customer a lot more um, confident when they go to pay and not have to think about it, I, I guarantee you they'll be a lot happier about that. Um, however, what you also have to do is you also have to, if you're not managing it, you can't, um, like if you're not watching it, you can't manage it. So what I would suggest is take like a three month, um, breakdown of what you did make in uh, tips and then test a few customers and see, um, if they are, 
tipping the same value because you might run into the issue where you'll, you might make less gratuity because the percentage that you actually are putting all inclusive included in that one bill, that person might be tipping like, you know, more like 30%. And so you might run the risk of losing money there. So you just want to be thoughtful about how you go about implementing that. Uh, everything is all about math. And as us hairdressers hate math, it is what's going to make our lives so much easier. So you just want to take a good, healthy sample of how much on average is the commission uh, or is the percentage tip out. Does the average person tip me 15%? Okay, well then I'm going to do 20% across the board and be done with it. You know, something like that would be a good way to kind of monitor and manage it. But just take the number and really study them and then make the decisions from there. Do not make emotional decisions in your business because it'll directly affect your customers. I love that. And I agree, like the math component is like something that I've really loved looking at and it has been a game changer because you're like, you know, just it, it gives you knowledge and you're not making emotional decisions. Yeah, it's so empowering. You know, I think for so many years, I was like, oh, I'm a hairdresser. I don't use that side of my brain. Like, I, I'm just creative. Like, I don't get this. And and then I convinced myself that I didn't need it and that someone else would do it for me. And then I, you know, started digging into the business side and I realized that like, if I didn't look at these numbers then I don't have any control over my business. And once I took one little thing to the next and I measured one thing to the next, I started feeling a lot more confident. And then I realized that the whole thing was in my head and I was like mentally stopping myself from being the most successful stylist I could be just because I feared math. Yeah, no, totally. And so I know you've talked a lot with Elizabeth Faye because you're doing a series with her, which I recommend everyone go and tune into in Hair Love Radio. Yes. But I know you've talked a little bit about different, you know, different salon models and how it can function in different, you know, capacities. But I love something you said in the episode that released today about, you know, having a five-year plan with for hairstylists or for your team members or even for yourself. And can you talk a little bit about how one would go ahead and do that? Because I know a lot of us are just thinking about that next increase or for a lot of us, you know, going into the new year, they're thinking like, okay, I want to start using the salon scale. But I thought about what you said. And I said, I thought to myself, how empowering would it be to know not only where my, my increase is going to take me, but where I'm going to go in the next five years. And just like how back to being empowered, how empowering it would be to feel like when working for yourself or even in a bigger salon, like, holy shit, I know where I'm going. And like, if I just keep working hard and I have these systems in place and this is how my future will lead me to this place and how one could start doing that. Yes. So it, it does come down to that plan. And I love using the analogy. If you were to just get in your car and drive to a trip and try to figure out where to eat and try to figure out that, think about how much time is lost and how much did you really get to experience? Not that much. It must, it might've been spontaneous, but you didn't really get the maximum amount of value out of that trip. But if you planned it and you planned time by time and when you're doing this and when you're eating and where you're eating, you can get the most out of a trip and you can maximize your output. So that's exactly why we need to plan. We need to not have a spontaneous business model. We must have a planned out set adventure for our companies. 
And so a five-year plan is super important um, because it allows you to really see uh, forecasted into that five years. And it gives you a lot of uh, time to really figure out what your next steps are and what you want. So whether you work for yourself, um, if we just kind of start there. So if you're an independent solo entrepreneur um, and you set out your next five years, what do you want to see in those five years? Is it, you know, you want to work five years as a solopreneur and then add a, add a associate or add a um, assistant? Um, do you want to open a salon one day? What is your goal? And then take that into consideration into your five-year plan. And then through that process, write out all your labor costs. So your entire labor um what your start rate is. And then every year for the five years, you should be increasing that base price every single year. Usually you want to increase between five and 10% annually. So those haircuts will always just increase every January. You hit the button and everything is going to increase. Um, and then whatever your parts are, that will also increase with the economy. So now your base rate is also increasing with with the growth of economy and with everything else. Um, and so that five in that five-year plan, you'll know that it's just set in stone. This is how it's going to be year one. I'm going to make X and then, um, year five, I'm going to make Y. So I think no matter what, um, breaking that down is super important. Now, if you are a salon owner, take the time to plan out the five-year plans for your staff. It's so important for them to see the future of where they exist in your business. And if you've gotten to them to a high level, and there's a lot of salon owners that are in the situation, um, it doesn't take long for these girls to build, girls and guys to build a, a chair. So about three years in, they're pretty much full. And then they don't see what's next. So if you could provide a five-year plan of how they're not only going to grow at your salon, but potentially come in as a shareholder or a stakeholder, they're going to be so much more invested and they're going to be part of that mission to carry it on. So again, take the time to plan. It is so, so important and it'll allow you just to breathe and make sure that everything is, is like covered and that no matter what you're charging, it is always on part of where you're tra- where you wanted to project it to go. I love that. And just so I recap, you said the parts would go up five to 10% and the labor would be just cost of living increase. Yeah. So let's say you're like, we'll just take a single process color, for example. Yeah, let's do that. So in year one, let's say you charge a hundred dollars and you're going to do a 10% increase over the next five years. So in year one, it's going to be a hundred in year two, it's going to be $110 as a, as a base rate. Yep. And then you're going to take another 10%. So then you're going to add another $11. So it'll be 121 in year three etc. as it keeps going. So that's how your base rate will increase 10% annually. And then the color, so in if when you're charging with salon scale, separating the parts and labor, the color every year also will increase because the color companies increase about Correct. they usually increase three to three to seven percent, I believe, is how much they increase annually on their color tubes. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that that number is also increased matching to what you're buying it for, and then that means that every time you're charging again, you're never going to get um, your profit squeezed out or your margin will shrink just with the economy. You'll now be able to attack it both ways. But you absolutely, no matter what, have got to increase those sales every single year Um, or else with economy growing and everything else, you're just going to be making less and less if you don't have that plan. 
Yeah. And would you say as a whole, like with the cost of things going up, that our industry has kind of been at a stagnant place because of the just people aren't raising their prices? Yeah. So basically what happens in our industry is we stay in one spot for so long that it's it's just unattainable to live our lives. And then we bump our prices up, like jack them up like 30, 40%. And then we lose a lot of business this way. And it's just, then it becomes a start over again. So I think we're just really jarring in the way that we're doing this. And I think that this is the generation that's going to fix it because we're curious. And we also are understanding a lot more about sustainability in, in the business as well. So I, this consistent, like not charging, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You need to know. And you need to make sure that those customers know that, Hey, every year my prices are going to increase just like every other place, whether you get groceries, whether you get gas, the pricing is always increasing with the economy. And so do we. Yeah. My sister does insurance and she was telling me that on average insurance rates go up 20% a year. Yeah. That's see, that's insane, right? Right. And then someone else told me that their child's daycare has a, just as a known fact, every year, 5% increase. Yeah. And like, there's just all these other industries where it's just a part of the industry. And I feel like that's what's so cool about what you're doing. And like, to think that you'll, that you'll be a huge part of changing that is a huge thing. It's, it honestly is such a dream come true. And like I said, that moment that I saw the app working for the first time, I was like, I have to run and do this. And it's scary putting yourself out there. You know, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. I was a salon owner for over 10 years in a small town in Saskatchewan, Canada. And I just knew that like I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to stand up for the millions of salons and stylists out there that just need to understand business and need to understand the value of what they're bringing and that they're increasing so that they can stay in this industry longer than the average. Yeah. Cause I've been saying a lot lately, like I love the heart of a hairstylist. Oh God, the passion. And like nobody works harder than a hairdresser. I now uh, run full-time in a tech company and our, everybody here works really well, but they're used to that structure. They're like, oh, it's five o'clock. I leave at five. I have lunch at noon. I have my breaks like, and they stay to it. And the mindset of a hairdresser is just like, I'm going to stay late. I'll do this. I'll do that. Like they're just natural entrepreneurs. And so I just want to say that like this you know, sometimes you don't always get the optic of looking inward. And, um, our industry is so incredible. The amount of stuff we do in a day and the amount of power that comes out from behind a chair is incredible, is an incredible thing. Yeah. And then arming, arming these kinds of people, us (laughs) with the kind of tools to be able to like live the lives that everyone's deserving of living, I think is so amazing because I think a lot of times, it kind of gets put in a box of like service provider. And I feel like I'm really into like any profession. I was talking about the church I go to and I was saying how it like challenges the status quo, like challenges the idea that like pastors aren't allowed to like go to sit front row at a bulls game. And it's like, well, but why can't they? And I, and I love that for hairstylists because I, I do think it's changing, but I love that 
what you're doing is going to allow hairstylists to be like, well, well, why can't a hairstylist go on, like take Christmas vacation off and go to Mexico? Or why can't, why, why do we have to live within the constraints that like society gave us? And I think that this tool is going to really help people to be empowered and be able to speak from a place of just like knowing what's happening in their business and not feeling like, Oh, Sherry, I hate to do this, but it's like, no, this is how I run my business. That's like, that is exactly what we're trying to do. And like take out that guesswork and that pain, that uneasy feeling when you go to charge your customer and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess like 150 is okay. Or whatnot. Like instead of undercutting yourself, cause you're feeling emotional for your customer, when you have just a set plan, and you charge it and you have that transparency with your client, uh, you're going to grow a lot healthier and a a lot more sustainable business. And then you're, like you said, you're going to be armed with the tools and you're going to be armed with the things that take that emotion away. And you'll just make sure that you are profitable. I love that. And you said something, um, about on one of your episodes with Elizabeth that, if someone's a hairstylist and they say they're putting $3,000 into their education, you said something as like a salon owner or maybe forced independent stylist, how are they able to see that in the next year? You had something that you said where like you would be able to give that back to them. What did that mean? So I always do yearly KPIs on the education. So what I do is let's say my one stylist took $3,000 altogether in education and um, I paid for all that. Let's say I paid for all of her education. Then the next year, what I would do is I would take that $3,000 and I would divide it about amount, like by the amount of hours or the amount of services worked. And that would give me a breakdown, which might be like a dollar 25. So then that means that I need to increase her pricing across the board, a dollar 25 by service to cover the $3,000 from the previous year that is going to ensure that I get the money back, but then also it's going to help grow them in the next year as well. I love that. Would you say to do that as a, as a solopreneur or, or is that kind of more geared towards the salon owner? I would 100% do this. And whether you, you know, basically you just take this by year or you could even do it by quarter. Um, but let's say you took a class that, that quarter. So in the first three months, let's say you took a thousand dollars worth of education. Then what you want to do is in the next quarter, you could divide it by, um, the, your amount of services worked in that quarter. And let's say it means like you need to increase another $2 a haircut to cover this thousand dollars that you did in the previous month, 100% I would do that. And most importantly, you can do it by um, program. So if you took a color class and then I would go and increase your color pricing because you're now educated, you've took that, that thing to increase your color services. So now your color dollars should go up. It should cost more to see you because you're, you've got education in that area. So every education you do, please invest it back into your chair. Um, because again, this is how other companies and other businesses do. They allocate money in the budget to go towards education. And that's simply what you're doing as well. I love that. And it's like giving you formulas because again, it's like, Oh, who am I to charge more? Cause I went to this one class or, you know, and it's like, I, I always feel a little bit like when I take a class, like, well, how does it translate into my business? And I love that that is a tangible translation. 
Yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. Right. And you can't just wait to like, kind of, maybe this trick is going to make me a little bit better. Um, and and maybe I'll make more money. You want to be sure you want to know, I took this class. I took time from my chair. I took time from my family. I've invested this day. And now I know next quarter, I'm not only going to make that money back, but the last two quarters of the year, I'm going to make more money because I took education. Yeah. I love that. And I, I love just that, you know, like we run our color businesses off of formulas. And I love that this is running our actual business off of formulas, which we all know how to do formulas. It's just, we haven't had been armed necessarily with these like how to's. And it's like, it just takes a lot of the guessing work out of it. It makes me like pumped up. Oh my gosh. I'm with you girl. <laughs> I'm like, I I mean, I love looking at charts and like, I love looking at my QuickBooks. And so when you're talking percentages, like the percentage comparison, um, P and L is like my favorite, uh, chart or, you know, report. And like, if I could go in there now with this stuff, I'm able to forecast and look at it. I'm just, just singing my tune here. Right. I think the P and L is the most important thing to look at. And you should probably look at that monthly. Um, if you have an accountant, a bookkeeper, or you're doing it yourself, um, definitely look at your P and L monthly because you'll stop the bad habits, um, right away. So sometimes you can see like, Oh, because I got that fancy foil, like I, my profit was a lot less because I went and got all this stuff or, Oh, you know what? I overspent, um, this month. So next month I'm going to be a little bit more careful to make sure that I have a little bit more profit. So just watch it monthly so that it doesn't like be like a six month later and you realize that you've lost $10,000 on ordering too much stuff. You know, it's funny you say that because I actually did this uh, little case study with foils. I did the cost of like, I figured out how much foil I was using a month. And then I tried doing it by like just getting the straight up Reynolds wrap. And then I did the numbers on what everything would be. And there's a significant difference. Obviously there's labor involved with the Reynolds wrap. So I'm at a pre-cut place for myself, but I don't need the creme de la creme you know, foils. And I realized like I could be spending a thousand dollars on foils or I could for the year, or I could all the way down to two fifty if I'm willing to cut them myself. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. Isn't that crazy? I just, I love finding little things like that. And then, then you're like, what else am I missing out on? (laughs) Yeah. it, It becomes a game. And I feel like of just like playing with your numbers and seeing where your profit margins are and, and I, I think that what you're talk, what you've created is just so empowering. I've only had mine for a week and I'm just blown away. Oh my God. That makes me just so happy. I think, you know, like I said, when you release something, you just don't know what everyone's going to say or do about it. And we've had nothing but the most positive feedback and people that are like, this is literally changing my life. And it's just so powerful to have like see this change and see that, you know, because I had put myself out there that like all these people are experiencing this. I think this is insane. Um, but I thank you for, you know, giving it a shot and trying it. And I'm so excited that it's working for you and for everybody else. Yeah. I almost wish that there was, and maybe there is, but is there like a formula to figure out what someone's hourly has or their labor would be if they haven't been using this? Is there like a, a a quick way to figure out. So yeah, you can certainly separate your parts from labor. Um, and like we said is just, you cannot, you cannot 
uh, do an average based off how much you're buying and then divide it by service because someone's going to pay too much and someone's not going to pay enough because it's a variable service. That's why we need a static price point and we need to be able to say uh, and charge by bowl. Now, um, so, like some people do this manual math already and they have a chart in a big diagram at their color bars and they're like, they've got their systems, which is great. But what they don't have is they don't have the data. So they don't have anything there that's recording and storing it for the future to make sure that they're making the best decisions possible. So that is really the future. And that's the difference between having a digital solution and a, and a manual one is it takes a way less time than writing it all down. And then you have the data. So whenever you want to in the future, look back and say, Hmm, I wonder on average how much I use in color monthly. You could pull that up with a report in salon scale. Whereas you would have to manually try somehow to go back to every single ticket and figure it out the other way, which just doesn't work. So I say, like I said, I think digital is the new future. Uh, Data is the new future. And something simple like this will give you every single answer that you want. Yeah. And I've seen on the bottom of one of the salons that carries salon scale, it just simply says on their pricing um, in their service menu, it says, Something simply like we we use salon scale, so pricing of color will vary, or something like that. And maybe it's more eloquently said than that. But do you feel like that's a good way for people to just have that on their website as just like a FYI? I love the idea of being proud and showcasing it. It's you know it's like a standard, an ethics standard in your business and customers are starting to get familiar with the salon, with salon scale as well. So if they know that you're branded with it, they're going to know that you are running your business, um, by separating parts and labor. So it becomes a new standard. Um, but essentially, um, yeah, I, I do think everyone is already kind of saying this. Everyone says, okay, my prices started at a hundred dollars. And then depending on how much color I use, it could go up from there. Everyone's already kind of saying that, but now you'd say prices start at blank. And with the, with salon scale, we will not charge you any more. Only we'll charge you for the exact amount of color used. And that's a nice way of saying it is you're never going to be charged any more um, you're only going to pay for what you used. I love that. And then do you ever see that people have like a standard, like when it says starting at, so it's like, like the price of, let's say like, um, let's say a standard color root touch up is 30 grams of color with 45 grams of developer. Do you see that people are putting that on their website as like the starting point as like their minimum amount used? and then going up from there? Or are you saying people are just doing it in such a customized fashion that they're not even showing what the rates are? How would you recommend doing that? Okay. So basically you're adding that 30 grams, like they're just doing a flat fee kind of thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, is there, are, are you finding that one way to implement this, um, is that you could just have that standard amount be your starting rate? Like if someone doesn't use any extra and that's the starting point. Let's say the color is going to start at 130 and that's with the standard amount. And then would you say that like any, like just have it be known that anything more than that is going to, to change that price? 
Okay, so I know exactly what you're saying. So a lot of people are have already included the price of color in their pricing, and like they've already guessed that. So what we don't want to do is add salon scale on top of that and then charge the customer a little too much because they have allocated their pricing around that. So what you want to do is you want to back that up. So if you charge $100 for a service and you were allocating 10%, let's say, so 10% was going towards color, um, then what I would do is I would just start at 90. So then the price of your colors will go down to the 90, but then you work on a variable. So if you use $12 worth of color, you're going to charge the customer 102. So make sure you back out the pricing. If you have an allocated section for color and then go ahead and add the variable rate on top. Um, so if you were doing a balayage charging $200 and let's say you were putting $25 towards color, well, now your balayage will be 175 plus salon scale. Okay. So pricing plus salon scale. I like that. It just makes it more consistent. And then, you know, then, you know, you're covering that color. Yeah. I just was thinking through like, as far as like, on kind of educating the client and trying to get a handle on how that would look and just the dialogue that would transpire with the stylist. You know, it's a good thing that you put brought that up because I think sometimes on these big services, like a $200 ticket, you're like, well, I am, I have to be coloring my costs. Like the color is only like 20 bucks. So like, you know, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm making a lot more money off those, but you would be shocked because what if you used, you know, 50 or $70 worth of color? Like if you use 25, you know, 35, $40 more in color than you expected, that's a huge amount decreased off your actual profit. Yeah. It's just literally just a completely different frame of mind and like looking at things through a different lens, not just, I think we can get tripped up and think like, wow, $250 is a lot of money. But like you said, if that person's using, $75 worth of color, you'd be better off doing base colors all day. Yeah, you would. And that's why it's just so important to like, just make it nice and easy, separate it and only charge, just charge for what you're putting in bowls. Um, and don't, don't try to guess or assume or do some crazy math because it's just honestly going to be a big waste of your time because you're only, um, averaging out something. And with like, you know, every customer is so different. Like if you had a customer that was getting a balayage done to someone that was getting, you know, a single, like a root touch up with a few high completely different services take different times and they dramatically use a different amount of color used. So that will come through a day. You know, you'll get an average of both of those through a day. So by averaging out your color or trying to find some other system, it's just taking too much time. That's why the separating the parts and labor is just so much easier. You literally just charge them for the labor plus whatever they, you put in every single bowl and then you just charge them that. Well, I think it's really exciting for our industry and yeah, no, if people are interested in, you know, trying out the salon scale, what would you, where would you send them? Is it a website? Is it Instagram? What's the best place to find you guys right now? The best way is our website. If you go to salonscale.com, you can go ahead and sign up from there. Um, and then you can, you'll get a 30 days free trial. Uh, we'll send you a free scale and then you just select the package that's best for you. We are a subscription model. And so if you're a solopreneur, we are $29 a month. And if you are a salon with staff, it's $99 a month. And if you are a franchisee, you have multi-locations. Um, we do custom rates for you. So just get a hold of us on our website. 
Amazing. Alicia, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Me too.